0: Trunk Radio 77 WABC. The Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hi, I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. It's great to be with you this weekend, as always. And I'll put a plug in for a couple things. First of all, you can live stream us on this broadcast over the internet, LarryCudlowShow.com, larrycudlowshow.com. That will um, run all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. And then every day, Monday through Friday, Fox Business Network, FBN, name of the show is Cudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. Please join us every single day, 4 to 5 p.m., Fox Business Network. And if you can't get there by 4 for some crazy reason, just text your favorite nine year old. And she will show you how to DVR the show. And you'll never miss a thing. And there's a lot going on right now. We've got a bank failure in Silicon Valley. I guess all those uh, brilliant techies may not be quite as brilliant as they thought. We can talk about that. We have a socialist budget from Joe Biden. Uh, really, it's a Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren budget. And it wants to raise taxes by $5 trillion over the next 10 years. $5 trillion tax hike. Really? Really? Is that what you want? I mean, this is the ultimate in redistribution, anti-growth, anti-success, and also big spending. Because, by the way, it's a tax and spend uh, budget. And, of course, as usual, uh, President Joe Biden, I say this with the greatest respect, is incapable of telling the truth, not only about the economy, but also about his budget and its impact on the economy all right. and its impact on Medicare and its impact on Social Security. And um, in the middle of all this, the stock market got hammered this week. The Dow Jones was off almost 1500 points. The S&P 500 was off four and a half percent for the week. The NASDAQ, 4.7%. Dow 4.4%. So stocks don't really like any of this stuff. The Federal Reserve is fixing to tighten monetary policy some more. I'll throw that in. Jay Powell testified before the Congress, the House, and the Senate. That was his message. The meeting is this coming week, and they'll raise their rates a quarter, maybe a half, probably a quarter. But let me begin – On the front page headline, everybody's talking about this Silicon Valley bank. And yes, it went down. And um, what is it? The 15th or 18th largest bank in the country. It's not, you know, we're not talking about Chase. We're talking about J.P. Morgan. We're not talking about uh, Bank of America. We're not talking about Wells Fargo. But it is a Silicon Valley bank. In Santa Clara, it was a big lender to startups, tech, techie startups. And um, they were taken over last night by the FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, and the California uh, officials uh, also. So what happened there? Well, they made some pretty bad mistakes. I mean, basically... Uh, and this is a little technical, and listeners i don 't want to lose all of you as I go through this. Um, but interest rates gone up a lot they, here, here, think of it this way: The Silicon Valley Bank was playing with free money for a long time. free money, right zero interest rates for several years uh, and secondly, uh, they got a lot of deposits from local businesses. Uh, as i said startups they made loans to these local startups there's nothing wrong with that by the way uh so they had plenty of cash but basically they could get free money right they didn't have to pay anybody any money and if they borrowed in the open market the repo market or the fed funds market uh, they paid roughly zero you know maybe 25 basis points but lo and behold all that free and easy money supplied by the federal reserve and pushed out there by uh, massive federal spending, uh, on in the inflation front. So all good things had to come to an end. And, uh, now suddenly short-term money is a lot more expensive. Okay. It's about 5%. I'm going to just call it 5%. And, um, before they didn't pay anything. So depositors, uh, would be making some money but they're pulling their money out because of the uh, crash of the bank but the bank managers are the ones to blame the bank executives are the ones to blame and for some odd reason and maybe this will come out next week as the FDIC and others uh give us more information it's funny the uh, bank again svp silicon valley bank they uh would they have 250 billion some such um, they invested all that money, or a lot of that money, not all of it, but a lot of that money uh, into Treasury bonds. Treasury bonds, risk-free if you hold them to maturity, but if you have to sell them uh, before maturity, they're not risk-free. You lose money. So what's happened here? Well, bond yields have gone up. Bond prices have gone down. The 10-year, use the 10-year as an example. Um, it's about uh, 375. I'll tell you exactly who it was. 10 years, 370 right now. Um, I don't know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, is was about 150. So when that happens, when interest rates go up, the price of the bond comes down. It's an asset, but its values get smashed. That's just what happened. So here's the managers of the Silicon Valley Bank getting caught In a classic liability asset uh, squeeze, it's a mismatch, a bad mismatch. Short term rates, money they have to buy, uh, are called 5%. 10 year rates, uh, or even if they own five year bonds, which are almost 4%, those rates went up, but not as much. So your funding at 5%. That's your uh, cost of money, right? To borrow five percent, and you're buying bonds at four percent, or three and a half. You're going to lose money. It's about 150 basis points, or you might want to sell the bonds. You know, bonds are assets. You sell them in the open market, and try to get some cash to cover your deposit withdrawals. Uh, but the bonds are worth less and less and less. So you're in a downward spiral. So this mismatch, liabilities, expensive, but not enough to cover bond rates, brought them down. And word got out and people started pulling their money out of the bank. Now, depositors are guaranteed, they're insured by the FDIC for 250000 but this is an odd bank because really, I don't know, 90 percent or more of their deposits uh, were for much larger amounts of money than 250,000. It's kind of like an institutional bank. All these these techie companies uh, were depositors, and um, they're not going to get paid off, at least not for a while. The bank is in receivership, and eventually uh, their assets will sold if there's a recovery. And gradually, all depositors will be made whole. The ones that not guaranteed by the FTC will be made whole. They're getting certificates, uh, asset certificates right now. That's going to take a while. So it's going to hurt the economy out there. Technology's, you know, kind of had a rough time of it in the last year. It's underperformed in the stock market. I, I wouldn't. I mean, the stock in, in the world of technology, the stock market, frankly, is not that important. It's products that they're creating that are important that, you know, Consumers may learn to love. Uh, but it's it's no fun. It's not any fun uh, at all. It's not 2008. I want to make that point. It's not 2008, 2009. When all the savings and loans went under. Fannie Mae went under. Freddie Mac went under. Those are the government-sponsored uh, housing lenders. When Bear Stearns went under. When Merrill Lynch went under. I mean, that was a catastrophic story. This is not 2008. Just want to say that. Uh, and as I said be, at the beginning, the the big banks in America, uh, JP Morgan, uh, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, etc., they're very well capitalized. Unlike uh, 2008. They're very well capitalized. And so I do not see a national run on banks. You may read about that by troublemakers and people trying to instigate fear. Uh, but I do not see that. And those banks will back up smaller banks, the big banks. But look, I can't sit here and say you're not going to get additional problems. I mean, I think in California in particular, uh, both the Silicon Valley, San Francisco area, and the Los Angeles area, which are technology hubs, you may get uh, some more difficulties. Another bank went down earlier in the week. Silver Lake didn't get much uh, attention. as a smaller bank. So it's possible. I can't guarantee that uh, won't happen again. But I, I don't think it, it – this is just not a panic. And um, the government is there. They're going to deal with this one bank at a time. I mean, the reality is the Federal Reserve, I think, is still going to uh, raise their target rate. They have to deal with the 6.5% inflation rate. You know, we had a jobs report this past week. It was a good report, uh, roughly a little less than 300,000 jobs after revisions. Um, But the trouble is uh, people have jobs and wages are rising. But the inflation rate is rising more than the jobs. Inflation, I mean, the wages are rising at roughly, I'm just going to say, 45 to 5%, and CPI is 6.5%. So you're working hard. This is the soft underbelly of the Biden economy. This is the recessionary threat to the Biden economy. The reality here is people are working, but they're not getting paid. Their take-home pay adjusted for prices is coming down. It's been coming down for two years So you've got that still as a dagger in the heart of the economy. But the Fed's got to work. I don't want the Fed to target the economy, incidentally. I think this is a problem Jay Powell has. He keeps talking about how he's got to bring down economic growth. No. What you should do is target the price level indicators. Target the CPI. Target the PPI. Target the personal consumer uh, deflator. And when those indexes start disinflating sufficiently to get them back to 2%, which is the Fed's target, then you're okay. But the Fed should not deliberately target the jobs market or the unemployment rate. That's a lousy idea. The Fed controls money supply and key interest rates. And inflation is a monetary problem. Now, it may be driven by excessive federal spending. There's that. The Democrats uh, scratching every left-wing socialist itch in all their budgets going back to March of 21. I'll grant you that. But the Fed shouldn't try to destroy the economy to bring down inflation. They should just watch these indexes. A consumer price index, producer price index, uh, foreign price index, import price index. And the so-called consumer uh, price uh, deflator, the PCE deflator. Watch those index. Also watch the commodity index, which has been um, flat to lower now for about seven or eight months. That's a good sign for future inflation. And the Fed should be watching the money supply, the M2 money supply, which they don't. But it, too, has been falling. It had a gargantuan increase. From the middle of 2020 until uh, the end of 2021, we're paying for that. But money supply growth is basically declining now. So there's some positive signs that future inflation will be coming down. But the Fed has to do what it has to do. It's the nation's central bank. They need to protect our currency. They need to protect your standard of living. They didn't do it in 2020 and 2021 They denied it, right? There's no inflation or it's just temporary. Well, it wasn't. Mistakes were made and ordinary working folks are paying for it. But they're doing it now. Just focus on the price indexes. Don't focus on the economy or jobs. That's the only thing I ask. And again, coming back to this uh, Silicon Valley Bank. uh, It made big mistakes, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, in a capitalist system, banks can fail. The FDIC is coming in, and uh, depositors who are eligible, 250000 or less, will be covered. Those that uh, were not eligible will not be covered, but over time I think they'll get paid back. I do not think there's a national bank run. I do not think there's a national panic. I do not think there's a financial panic. I do think you have some dummies running some banks, just like you have some dummies doing other things. You know? We do not live in a dummy-free world. No one. And no one's so smart either. Mistakes are made. All these smart Silicon Valley techies, some of them are not quite as smart about banking as they might be about computer and software and artificial intelligence. So I'm trying to reassure you folks, but I'm also trying to be realistic. You may see more of this story. A couple more banks may go down out in California. i got to take a quick break. Outside of the break, uh, I'm going to talk about $5 trillion in taxes. And at the half hour, we have the great Senator Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. By the way, one wonderful thing happened this week. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, is sponsoring H.R. 1 to uh, unlock the uh, oil and gas bigots and invited me down to uh, celebrate with them. Uh, We did our show in the Rayburn room at the Capitol on uh, Thursday because this was an idea that I've been pushing for months and months. He's a wonderful guy. But the Republicans in the House are really getting moving, making a lot of good uh, things happen, and it is going to help the economy, and it is going to stop socialism, and stopping socialism is a worthwhile endeavor. I'm Larry Kudlow. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome, back, welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So, tax and tax, spend and spend, regulate and regulate—that's the mantra of the uh, socialist Democrats, and that's what Joe budget, uh, Joe budget, Joe Biden's budget looks like. Make no mistake about that. Now, this stuff's not going to go through. It's dead on arrival. Let's all be thankful for the Republican House and the voters who voted in the Republican House. But I think um, I think that, I mean, I'll just read you quickly before we even get to Senator Kramer. The top income tax rate's gone from 37 to 44.6. The capital gains rate's going to double from 23.8 to 44.6. The corporate tax would go from 21 to 28. There's a tax on unrealized capital gains. Even if you don't sell, no transaction, it'd be 25% tax. Uh, There'd be uh, new taxes on small businesses, Medicare taxes on everybody. I mean, this is a big, you know, I'm proud of them. Five trillion in taxes. (laughs) The great thing is, by the way, you can talk about all these taxes. People won't pay them. There'll be tax avoidance with their accountants. And the economy will go down. You know, you tax something more, you're going to get less of it. If you tax uh, production, if you tax job creation, if you tax investment, if you tax entrepreneurship, you're going to get less of everything. So the economic growth assumptions are out the window. You'll have a bad recession. That's what will happen. You won't realize any of these revenues. And they've done nothing to help Social Security and Medicare. They say they have, but they haven't. We'll have Scott in later in the show on that from the Tax Foundation. I mean, it's just kind of an outrageous budget, but it's a socialist budget. You know, that's the Biden mantra. He ran in the primaries in 2020 as the guy to beat the socialist Bernie Sanders. And then he comes out of the phone booth and takes his shirt off like Superman. And it's got big S on it. Socialism. <laughs> Biden Socialism. So i got to take a quick break because I went too long in the first part with the Silicon Valley bank problem. But we do have the great Senator Kevin Kramer of North Dakota to help us along. I'm Cudlow, and we'll be right back. Please stick around.